Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Welcome back, twelve thirty-three in the zone on a an action-packed Wednesday. We're going to head down to Tampa here in a little bit and check in with our friends at the Outback Bowl. Texas A&M did not get a chance to check in on the Gator Bowl because, well, it's COVID nineteen issues and some season-ending injuries. It's also basketball season and. I didn't get a chance to delve into any of this stuff yet with Andrew Monaco, who is the voice of the Aggies. So we wanted to bring him on today, not to mention I'm going to be spending time in College Station tonight with Central Arkansas hooping. Andrew, welcome. How are you? Happy Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Thank you for having me. Same to you, my friend. I am so sorry you did not get a chance to work on your tan. Um, and obviously <laughs> that's unfortunate for everybody involved. But uh, how did you become aware of that? What was the lead-up to that? When did it become apparent that – a&M was not going to be able to safely field the team in the eyes of the coaching staff. We were in uh, for basketball was at Oregon State, and when we came back, it was early morning Sunday hours and went to practice, and there was no practice on that Sunday, which was odd because coaches love those extra practices. And then on Monday, word was coming down that the, you know, the COVID cases, so practice was stopped that week before Christmas, and then as we got closer to the Christmas holiday, uh, hearing that it was enough of those cases that this team down to 40 or so players, positions being decimated, uh, things that we had heard about a year ago. Uh, so it was that run-up to Christmas. Uh, that's, that's when we knew, and um, that's when the Aggies pulled out and didn't realize that this was going to be the start of something that was going to rip through college football during bowl season. Well, and a trip through college basketball, too, we found out this morning uh, Little Rock is going to miss a game on Saturday because the team they were set to play, I believe Georgia State, couldn't field their team, and that means Arkansas State's game, which was set for tomorrow with Georgia State, also not going to happen. And now Little Rock's women, they've been dealing with some COVID issues, too. They're going to miss a couple of games also. So it is certainly a huge issue right now. As far as the basketball program goes so far, uh, issues – I think maybe did you guys miss a game earlier this season with uh, yeah, Tulane, Tulane? Maybe because Tulane of COVID? Was hit. Yeah. yeah, so we lost that game on the on the fourteenth and added a game against Dallas Christian two nights ago. Right. So um, you know, what's the overall impact you think on the football team? I mean, you mentioned the the the, the practices and things. I mean, did they stay together as a unit? Or did they just kind of turn everybody loose for a while. You know, you, they were going to be turned loose anyway around Christmas. And then, you know, as you as you come back, and, and the, the plan was to get into Jacksonville on the 26th of this week and the, and the run-up to the, to the game. Um, but it was just a matter of everybody scattered. There was actually Zoom meetings. It was like going back to, to last year, as, as I mentioned. It was back to Zoom meetings. Uh, I don't think there were any quarterbacks. Again, you know, it's, it's that contact tracing. I, I think and this is Andrew talking. I think we, we're, we're dealing with things. We have a year of experience, but we were dealing with it as if it were last year again. And as good as the SEC was with monitoring and listening to experts, we were dealing with things this year under last year's rules. And now we've since mm-hmm. seen that change in the NHL, the NBA, throughout the NFL, things like that. But, uh, you know, with, when it comes to the contact tracing, when it comes to when you have a couple of cases, the entire team then gets gets tested that's where you were taking out it was under the certain number that the sec had put down certain number of scholarship players and that's why that decision was made 
Talking to uh, Andrew Monaco, again, the voice of the Texas A&M Aggies. They are hosting tonight Central Arkansas, 7 o'clock tip, uh, SEC Network Plus, if you're interested, and I'll be calling the game for Central Arkansas. Excited about that. And then you guys have Arkansas coming up on the SEC Network on January 8th, so it won't be long. I was curious about, you know, this is kind of late in the game to be playing a non-con game, especially a couple of days after another non-conference game. But I guess because the Dallas Christian game was a late ad, you weren't expecting a game there, maybe just trying to work a tune-up in before conference play. Was that the thinking? Conference play starts tonight, but since uh, Texas a and ms not in that SEC Big 12 challenge this year, uh, with conference play beginning, this this is a chance to play a game on on this night, and then we won't get that break throughout the year. This, you you know how it is. You always have that open mm-hmm. date, or it's filled by something. So uh, it becomes Central Arkansas, and yeah, for us, this becomes the last non-conference game. We'll be in Georgia on Tuesday, and then take on Arkansas as. That gauntlet continues <laughs> continues in the yeah. in the SEC when you've got five teams, including Arkansas, ranked in that in that top twenty five. That gauntlet will begin for Buzz Williams and his crew. Well, speaking of Arkansas, you guys have a former Razorback that's on the roster and uh, projected as a starter tonight, Ethan Henderson, and he's had a very interesting career. I think you know we all enjoyed watching him through his high school career. Showed some flashes at Arkansas and has now settled into College Station. But, you know, he's a guy that, you know, works hard and is a good defender. Seems like he would have fit well for what Coach uh, Williams is trying to pull off. How has he been for the Aggies so far? Very, very welcome addition for Texas A&M because, well, I, I didn't realize this until Ethan told me that Buzz had recruited him. They were, and, and you guys know that, coaches, they have these um, relationships before. And I think that's what helps in a, in a transfer portal is to reconnect with those relationships. But coming here uh, with a team that needs post-present, coming here and learning the role that he can play, and he has been. This will be his, this will be his fourth start, and he is. He's not so much that rim protector and, and not the shot blocker, but he will alter your shot. He, he is that presence, that rebounding presence for a team that's not very big. You, you guys know that the game has, has changed. But he becomes that guy who can run the floor, get that rebound, and then go run to the other end of the floor on the offensive end and finish. It's the energy and the effort. To me, it's everything that you would want. Buzz Williams always talks about our kind of guy. Well, he's our, that kind of guy. And it's interesting to have watched him play for Coach Moss at Arkansas and say, man, what would he look like in Maroon? Well, the transfer portal now, we are getting our wish. <laughs> there are certain guys, how, how will they look? But I think he's really fit in uh, with what Buzz Williams wants. Uh, I think he brings that leadership. He has absolutely taken Manny Obasecki under his wing. He's one of the freshmen for A&M. And Manny will ask Ethan a ton of questions. And I think that value of having gone through SEC, not just one or two times, Ethan knows what's, what's to happen in conference play. And to have one of your young guys ask one of your older guys, I think, is always a good sign when, when players can be teaching players and, and, and kind of uh, getting them through the ropes, if you will. Seven players averaging seven points or more. Very balanced scoring attack for uh, Coach Williams' team. Quentin Jackson, leading scorer, and the only one in double figures at 12.3 a game. Uh, any guy, any given night? Is that kind of the case here? It looks like I saw Diara had a couple of, of big games offensively, but it looks like it's been share the wealth offensively. Yeah, that's that's how this team is built, uh, and that's the way this offense is. It's uh, when I was with the Spurs, it was good to great when it became a pass for Texas A&M. It's one more. So when you can make that one more pass, 
to give the guy the shot in, in a place where they know that they can score. That, that's the key. When you get your shot, you take your shot. This isn't a one-guy-driven uh, offense. It is very much share the basketball. So if they shoot it better than they did in the past, one of my favorite lines from Buzz in the past was, watching this Texas A&M offense in the past was like watching a tractor pull. And, you know, the whole thing was, can we get a shot on the rim? Well, now it's going through. I, I think you mentioned Quentin Jackson being the leading scorer, and I think he has assumed that leadership mantle. I don't think he's the same player. He came back as that super senior, as the grad, and that leader. I think having Tyrese Radford, Boots Radford, who played for Buzz at Virginia Tech, to say he's going to come here, I think it's that leadership uh, that, that they have, and I think that has helped um, solidify, it's helped the chemistry of a team that a lot of guys from a lot of different schools have, have come in, and I think the staff has done a good job of uh, bringing in the guys who can play together in this situation, and we've kind of seen that through the first dozen games this year. Uh, real quick, you already talked about the gauntlet. Um, SEC, just sort of thoughts on the league in the early part of the year here so far? Say that again, I'm sorry. Just, I just want to get your thoughts on the SEC. You talked about the gauntlet already. Just your thoughts on the SEC generally uh, from what you've seen from the other teams in the league so far. Look, Arkansas is Arkansas. I love what Musk did. Musk is a friend of mine, so I'm always going to root for him at Arkansas. But, look, LSU and Auburn, I just heard today that tickets are going for $300 for that game. First SEC game. Could you have imagined that happening at Auburn just three or four years ago? That team, mm. LSU, Kentucky being back. I mean, look, you, you, if you're going to be good, now is going to be the, the test. You can do whatever you can in the non-conference. Now you're going to be tested uh, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and every Saturday throughout this conference. I love the depth, and I love the different styles that these teams play. I'm really looking to see how the conference shakes out this year. No doubt. Andrew, I appreciate the time. I'll see you down in College Station this afternoon, and uh, we'll call a good one tonight, hopefully. I am looking forward to it. Thank you. All right, take care. Andrew Monaco, voice of the Texas A&M Aggies football and basketball programs. And, again, Arkansas gets them twice. They will start out at College Station, and they will get them back a little bit later in the season. And, again, Central Arkansas, Texas A&M tonight in a non-conference game, uh, 7 o'clock tonight. So looking forward to that.